This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, we welcome again to the uh, the Kerry Dixon show, the man whose name takes the show. It's the legend that is Kerry Dixon. How are you, mate? Well, how are am I, Dave? Um, I've been flued up this week. I've had the man flu. The, the, yeah, the the virus or whatever that's been going around has actually got me got me for a couple of days and uh, yeah, not been so well. But never mind. I think I'm breaking the back of it. Uh, yes. I think it seems it seems that everyone's had it. And I'm breaking the back of it just in time for the snow to arrive. So, <laughs> of course, anyway, yeah. we're not going to go on about my health. It's uh, delaying the inevitable and uh, the minutes on air. So I take well, it. We'll I'm, move on. We will. I'm, well, I'm very sorry to hear that, and I, I wish you a speedy recovery. And I'm sure all of our listeners will as well. So you get better soon, mate. Hopefully, uh, a little bit of talk about Chelsea can cheer you up. Um, first yeah, of all, of course, course I think we, we, we should uh, we should pick up on the on the cup game last Sunday. Um, which pretty much, uh, you know, fell absolutely into line with what we were saying on the last show, really, particularly with a number of, uh, you know, what we would call more of like the B team playing. But I think really what I'd, I'd like to kick off with first is to get your thoughts on some of the, you know, the the, the squad players who, who got a game. And particularly, well, let, let's kick off with Batshuayi first. Um, you know, I mean, he scored a goal, but I, I'll be honest with you, mate, I, I think he, he looked like a, a striker who, who was playing without confidence and perhaps playing, he was trying too hard, perhaps, I think. I don't know, what do, what do you think? Well, coming for a transfer fee like he did, being pretty much second fiddle to Diego Costa, and let's face it, most strikers in the world would be um, second fiddle to Diego Costa, the way he's playing at the moment. Um He's a very hard act to follow. And to be right mentally would also be tough, even though with all his best intentions, Batshuayi would have tried to be that way and he'd try to do the best he can to put a little bit of pressure on Diego. But the reality is everyone knows that if a Diego Costa is fit and firing, and he himself would know that he's going to be second fiddle. Uh, Whether he's the answer um, in the event of Diego being suspended or injured, I think... 
I think the jury's still out. I have to say, with no disrespect to Peterborough, it's as I expected the Chelsea side that was put out and whichever side they put out, I, I, I expected them to win and quite comfortably. Um, it was pretty much just what the doctor ordered, apart from, of course, JT sending off. Um, very sorry for John. I think he was doing fine. Some people look at it and say, well, he would have got done, he would have done this, would have done that, and, and so on. But listen, I'm a big fan of John Terry, and, I, and nothing is ever going to change me. And I think he was doing fine. Um, and I still think he can do a job. I'm not one of those that uh, will jump on any bandwagon anywhere that uh, is prepared to put him down in any respect. So apart from his sending off, I, I think it was a comfortable win and, and a decent outing for quite a few players. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I have to be honest, I was really impressed with uh, with Chiloba. I thought, yet again, uh, I mean, you know, obviously you got a whole game this time, which is great to see, but he, he, he looks absolutely... Is that he belongs at, at, at you know playing for Chelsea at, at I mean I know we were playing Peterborough but he belongs at the le- at the level that we play at he never looks out of place to me I thought he played well I thought Loftus Cheek had a had a decent game although I'm I'm not convinced that he's as ready perhaps as Chaloba and it was nice to see Zuma get back although you know I think he he clearly looks like a player who's, who's not played for a very long time so I think he needs some time and you know hopefully we'll see him back to the player he looked when he first broke through to the side. So I thought, you know, from that perspective, it was actually really encouraging to see some of those players getting a run out. I mean, would you would you agree with that? Yes, without doubt. Um, Nathaniel Chalabar, for me, looks like going to be the one that will finally make the breakthrough yeah. after JT. Um, we've had lots of uh, super starlets uh, who threatened to do it. And listen, some of them still might come good. And I include Loftus-Cheek in that. Um, Josh McEachran before them. Um, you know, look like he's going to be a star. And listen, in their own right, they, they probably are stars. They're footballers. They're making a career out of the game. But I'm talking about cracking it at Chelsea. Mm. And Nathaniel Chalabar, I agree with you. Um, I, I think there's going to be a time, and in the very near future, that you're going to be able to say it's any two from four in that central midfield, yeah. um, rather than at the moment any two from three. And there'll be another decision for Antonio Conte to make. And uh, I don't think it will be. Um, halting the team's progress by playing him if uh, one or two performances by any of the other three players and I talk about Kante, Matic and Fabregas in that respect if yeah. their performances drop off or whatever then I, I, I think Chalabar looks ready to step in and the team won't suffer I, I really yeah. do think um, that that is the case and only game time and you know the thing is with these youngsters until they're given time you just don't know how much they can improve or yeah. how far they can go Who's to say, you know, let's not get overboard, but who's to say that Nathaniel Chalabar can't be one of the best midfield players in the world, i.e. Paul Pogba, you know, yeah. left Manchester United, went went abroad, went away, come back for years, £80 million. Pound. Who's to say, given the opportunity, yeah. Chalabar can't be something like that? Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I remember seeing Pogba play for the Man United youth side that we absolutely demolished in the Youth Cup, uh, as either the final or the semi-final, I forget now, but a few years ago. And, you know, he was playing against a lot of the players who were finding it hard to break into the side. But, yeah, I agree with you. I think Chaloba's definitely the next cab on the rank. And I think it's interesting that that, that Conte seems to be moving out a, a lot of the older guard and, and making room for some of these players. I, I, I do get that feeling. Talking of which, of course, we got a young uh, Ake back from Bournemouth. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of that? Well, you've just, hit, you've just said exactly the same thing. It's interesting that Conte is taking this uh, course of action. Hmm. He's seen the performances, no doubt, of uh, Aki and decided um, 
listen, we're looking at centre-halves and we've got a lad playing in the Premier League who's part of us and he's young enough. Um, why, why not give him an opportunity here? And, you know, it, if I was Aki, I'd be a little bit disappointed. I have to be honest. This sounds a crazy thing to say, but playing in game time in the Premier League week mm-hmm. in, week out and, and being a pretty much a first-teamer, and then you get on the back of it, which is a plus, Eddie Howe saying we're not going to be able to replace a player of Aki's calibre, it does tell you that he thought really highly by Eddie Howe, who's a respected coach at Bournemouth. And Conte has decided that, you know, Aki could well be part of this squad as well. So mm. I said about Chalabar, um, I'm not going to dive in because it's horses for courses in this respect, yeah. with spe- especially with youngsters. And, you know, Aki might be more at home at Bournemouth. He might not. He might walk into the Chelsea side like JT in amongst internationals and, and perform admirably and, and, and make a position his own. Who knows? Mm. He wouldn't have brought him back um, and delayed his progress uh, in the Premier League if he's just going to put him back in the under-21s and have a look. Unless, yeah. of course, he wants to have a look himself. But listen, uh, from what he's doing, Aki, I really believe that he's going to get game time at Chelsea and uh, mm. um, I, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, of course, he's he just been brought back from Bournemouth and, and, and uh, you know, let's not, not let's not name names, but I can certainly see... A couple of players in the side that he could certainly cover for. I mean, some of them who were looking pretty tired actually against Spurs uh, the last league game out. But, you know, what's interesting, of course, is in the news this week, there's there's rumours that Eddie Howe's trying to get JT to come back on loan. I mean, it's interesting. I've seen a lot of the press about it and they all seem to, to think that he's going to talk to Eddie Howe. And yet Sky Sports have been saying that he said, no, I'm not going to. I mean, personally, Matt, I cannot see JT uh, giving up the last six months of his Chelsea career you know, when he can go out on a high, he can do a little bit of a world tour, if you like, and he can end up picking up a Premier League winner's medal, hopefully. I just, I can't see him doing that. No, knowing how much he, uh, you know, guards the legacy that he has at the club. But I mean, you know, I would imagine you would, you would say much the same. Well, whatever JT decides to do, his legacy will remain the same. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, towards the time Frank Lampard went to Manchester City, but he will still be Frank Lampard and, and did what he did at our club. And it is what he is at our club. Um, JT will be exactly the same. Nothing will change in that respect. If he chooses to go to Bournemouth, it will be for whatever reasons he chooses. And whether it be just to get himself fit, keep himself fit because he wants to play um, and and keep playing in the Premier League. And if indeed he goes and plays anywhere else in the world, he'll need to pick up and rather have a season behind him whereby he would look back and say, well, I only played 10, 15 games or so. Um, He would... He might want to say, well, I've been playing last year. I'm ready to accept a contract somewhere else and go and play. His legacy at Chelsea is for everyone to make for themselves. But listen, I convince you, surely, or anyone else out there, JT's legacy is whatever. And whatever he decides, he will do with uh, with all of our blessing. Mm. I mean, I think the, the interesting thing that I've been hearing, you know, listening, listening to the radio, a lot of the, the comment is coming from ex-players who... You know, and I can understand where they're coming from. They're all saying he's 36. He wants to play. He's a footballer. That's what he gets paid to. He wants to play. So they tend to be erring more on the side of we can see him doing it. Whereas I think the supporters, you know, don't get that. To be honest, Kerry, I didn't play football. I mean, I played for a very crap level when I was a kid, but I certainly wasn't a professional. So it's harder for us to right. understand that pool, possibly. 
well, yeah, you can't be playing. Um, and I fully understand. And I, like I was saying earlier, I would also be on the, the side of the ex-pro, sitting in the reserves, not playing every Saturday, not playing in the week and not playing at all and trying to get your, um, the vibe up and the excitement and the adrenaline rushing to play a game. If it dies, it dies. And it's very hard to get back. So I fully understand the wanting to play. I also understand the supporters thing. JT, one club man, stay here. Don't go anywhere else and, and, and end it there. It, it, it's it's wonderful. Um, but only JT can decide what his needs are and what his requirements are. And we should, we should and I'm sure we will, give him, his, give him our blessing in whatever he decides. And I'm pretty certain that's what it will be, whether you understand it or not. Okay. Well, look. Speaking purely as a supporter, Kerry, I, I, I'd love to see him still, still be there in in six months' time and picking up a, a winner's medal and getting a fantastic farewell. Because I think that's what we we supporters would all love to do. But I can understand where you're coming from. Um, just quickly before we we go on to other matters, I just want to pick up on another bit of rumor going on that uh, we may be in Florente, which means that Batshuayi might go the other way, or even talk of him going to West Ham. Um, I mean, given what we said earlier, I mean, I think I think the boy has got talent, and I, but I do think that the price tag and, and the lack of confidence is weighing on him. Can you see the sense in that? Would you agree with that? It wouldn't surprise me um, if he were to go out with a view to being brought back at any short notice. Um, to get game time is something that I can fully understand because it, he definitely needs game time. Um, and I wouldn't be against it um, in any respect at all and I can fully understand Lorente coming in I understand that Conte is aware of the players talents even though um, he hasn't been setting the world alight at the moment but Conte believes in what he can do and he believes he's only buying cover and I can fully understand it to give Batshuayi some sort of game time and see if he can fit in indeed in the Premier League um I, I can understand it. I, I, I really can. And, you know, providing Chelsea, if it were to go ahead, get a situation that they can have him back at any particular short notice, then I could certainly see it happening, yes. Mm. I mean, do you know, do you know much about Lorente? I mean, Conte worked with him, I think, at Juventus, so clearly he knows and trusts him. Yeah, uh, he knows the player. He knows what he gets out of the player. And he also knows the mentality of the player. He's going to come into a squad... Um, and not upset the apple cart. That's why he went for a player of that type. Um, and let's be, let's be honest, he was a decent player. Um, that might have changed. Um, we don't know. We haven't seen enough of him recently, but uh, it might have changed. But when you're buying a squad player and you're letting another one go out, because if you look at the numbers, and I'm, not, I'm sure Chelsea aren't looking at the numbers, but somewhere along the line, the books have to be balanced. If that's yeah. why being bought for the sort of fee that he is being bought for, with no game time and what we've seen so far, even a sell-on, if this is going to carry on for one or two years from his own perspective, you're looking at a serious loss of money for a player that's hardly going to play a game. So going out and proving that he can do something, even at West Ham or anywhere, would also mean that there's a commodity worth selling if indeed Antonio yeah. Conte decides that he's not what we need. So, yeah, I can understand it. And, and you know, for all purposes, I, I, I think it all makes sense. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft. 
inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved blue boy's life. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, interesting stuff. Right, moving on to other things. Uh, One could argue that Chelsea got the biggest win they've had for many, many, many a year last night when, uh, uh, thankfully, the Hammersmith and Fulham Council voted unanimously to approve uh, the plans for uh, Stamford Bridge to be redeveloped. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you've you've seen you know a lot of the mock-ups of the design and stuff, and have been you know following what's been going on like we all have. But I would I would imagine you're quite pleased about that, Kerry. I'm absolutely over the moon, as to say the old cliche over the moon, ecstatic, whichever <laughs> way you want to. Um, it, it, it's the club remaining at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. You know, in the days I actually believed, and I you know given a vote, uh, and if I had a had a vote, I probably would have moved. Um, you know, to a place whereby we could get the 60,000-seater. But with this news and we're staying at our ancestral home, if you like, um, it's great news. I actually went down to Stamford Bridge and I've been there a couple of times recently, as you know, and, you know, I look at the bridge and when it is redeveloped, I've got to be honest, um, you know, you miss certain parts of it because... It'll be a new stadium. It will still be Stamford Bridge, and it'll always will be, and, you know, it'll be approved. But, you know, a lot of my memories will go with it, with with the Stamford Bridge as it is. You know, it's been redeveloped since I was playing, of course, you know, the old running track and so on, the dog track around it. So that went, and it became a a better place for it. But with each improvement, you know, the memory will never die, but you will miss it. And uh, you say, I remember scoring at that end or that end. Well, this mm. wasn't behind it, that weren't there, this wasn't there, the crowd were there, and so on. So the memories will never die, but I will miss the old Stamford Bridge, but I welcome the new. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? That's a really interesting point you make there, because you know I was going to say, for the supporters, it, it is weirdly, it's slightly different. Obviously, we have a massive emotional attachment to the stadium, uh, but the reality is, uh, you know, the stadium that I first went to and the stadium that you played your entire career at doesn't exist anymore. 
but you know i think supporters have a, a, a equally have an emotional attachment to the area you know for us it's it's drinking in the pubs before and afterwards it's wandering up fulham road to a game so to have moved the whole thing away would have been awful but i think for players it it's probably slightly different because your attachment's much more to that pitch and what happened on there isn't it well my attachment it was um, to what happened there and on the pitch and so on. But I also have drunk in the pubs. I also have eaten <laughs> in the restaurants and in, in and around. True and enough, so true enough. I, I, I have an attachment on, in both parts. So, there we go. you know, I, I didn't, you know, having voted for um, or would have voted for a move away and bearing in mind I'd have taken into account that situation. I also uh, am so happy that, you know, all the businesses and everything in and around Chelsea wouldn't suffer because... yeah. The, the team would be moving away. And listen, yeah. I'm so happy at the end of the day. Yeah. We need to move with the times. A stadium, 60,000. It's got to be better. There's no way that Chelsea are going to produce a stadium that's worse than what we've got. And all the little failings that possibly are at Stamford Bridge behind the scenes, which maybe we know about or don't know about, will be taken care of. And hopefully the new stadium um, will be so much better for supporters and everyone coming all over the world to watch the, the club we love. So, we move with the times, but there'll be a lot of uh, sadness when the old stadium goes as well. Yeah, no, I, I would agree entirely with that. I mean, you know, I think the, the main thing is, as you say, I think the most important thing is we are staying at Stamford Bridge, which for me was absolutely sacrosanct. But uh, secondly, it's going to be a hell of a stadium. I mean, the plans that I've seen, it looks fantastic. So there'll be nothing like it. It'll be wonderful and unique and therefore very, very Chelsea. Right, moving on. We've got a game uh, on Saturday at half past five against uh, last year's champions, would you believe, Leicester. Um, massively, massively, massively important for Chelsea that we bounce back after the defeat against Spurs, isn't it, Kerry? Yes, it is. And uh, it's going to be a tough place to go. Claudio mm. Ranieri, um, you know, the obvious attachment. It was wonderful what happened to him last year. Um, sadly for Leicester and himself, that's not happening this year, which is what most people expected anyway. Mm. I also, I must add on that, um, it was great while it was there and it, it was a bit like the Blackburn of my day, you know, under Jack Walker, they come and won it one year, but, you know, it had their year, but it, it was never going to be something that, that remained, but it's in their history. From Chelsea's perspective, you're absolutely right, we have to bounce back from the Spurs game, um, that was a tight game, close encounter, and one we lost, and I have to say, we've already discussed it, um, we were just second best. Um, in, in a tight game sometimes that happens this time we have to be just the best um, in what I believe is going to be another tight game Leicester have got Robert Hoof back and it's surprising how you know I'm not saying one player makes a difference but he he has made a difference since his return to Leicester I do believe and he's tightened them up a little bit more um, I think they're a better side now than they were a few months ago and it's going to be a tough game. Um, you know, they're going to want to beat us. And if we come away with the three points, then it's going to be a, one of them well-earned three points like an Everton away. You know, if you get the three points there, like uh, perhaps a Southampton away, we've been there and, and, and done that. You know, these are the games that we have to take the three points if we're going to be champions. And uh, this is one of them. Yeah, I, I would have you absolutely right on that. I, I don't think they can be as poor as they were when we played them earlier in the season when we beat them in the League Cup and, and in the League. They, they looked dreadful then, but they've definitely picked up recently. Um, the other thing I would say, 
uh, is that, of course, they're, they're missing uh, Mares and Slimani and Amate because they're all at the African nations. I'm just wondering if that might help tilt the balance in our favour. But the other thing, Kerry, is, of course, they're going to have a massive point to prove, aren't they? You know, we look like the, the we're in kind of pole position at the moment and they're still the champions. So there's going to be a bit of pride at stake for them, do you think? Well, perhaps a stand-up if for the champions will be <laughs> all round the ground. You know, Leicester side and, and the champions elect. That would possibly yeah. be the one. But, um, no. Uh, yeah, they'll have a point to prove. But listen, no more point to prove than trying to re-establish themselves as, uh, mm. as, what, as champions of what they, what they are. Um, mm. And take another three points to try and finish as high as they possibly can. Um, for them, it will be about re-establishing. For Claudio Ranieri and you know, one or two others, it will be a little bit of a personal issue as well as everything else. But for Chelsea, it's just about maintaining position at the top. And uh, as footballers do, one or two of the players in, at Chelsea will, will realise that they didn't quite perform to the level they were performing against Spurs. And they will be looking to uh, re-establish what they were doing prior to that game. And if they step up, and get back to normal service resumed, I expect Chelsea to get three points because I do believe overall they have better players, as I've said before. And I also agree with you that they will miss uh, the likes of Mares and so on, Slimani, etc. Um, but they have decent players, Leicester. They're at home. It will be tough. But I expect Chelsea's players, as I've said before, to be one goal better than them. And it doesn't really mm. matter if it's 2-1, 1-0. I, I think if our top players play and play well, then I think we've got the beating of Leicester. Mm, no, that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, an interesting thing that I think recently, actually, that I've been kind of pondering about uh, after the cup match uh, gave us a bit of a break from the Premier League. Um, really, just the, the, you know, first of all, the benefits of, of a settled eleven, which which you know takes me back to, to a long time ago when I first got into football, when you know you'd see squads of 13, 14 players being used throughout the entire season. And I think, in in some sense, Conte's kind of gone back to that. But on the other hand, I think a lot of them looked a bit tired against Spurs. And and I'm just well, number one, Kerry, you know, what is the benefit of a settled squad like that and, and only choosing twelve, thirteen players? And on the other hand, who do you think would have benefited most from the rest against Peterborough? Yeah, I I don't buy into this uh, rest lark at all. I've got to be honest. I don't <laughs> buy into rotation. I don't buy into, I wouldn't like to be rested or rotated any time during my career. And, you know, <laughs> if you look at the top, you look at the top players in the top sides, um, quite frankly, they don't get rotated and they play pretty much most of the games. Um, the only players that, for me, get rotated and benefit from rest uh, are, are the fringe players or players who are battling to hold down their positions. Mm. And that's how I see it. Um, you pick a team and, you know, the, the top players play every week. It's as simple as that. Um, and, and how many times does Messi get rested or Ronaldo get rested? Yeah. You know, how many times does Neymar or Suarez get left out? Do they get rotated? No, it doesn't happen. You know, so I don't go along with this tiredness. Messi and Ronaldo and them don't get 60, 50, 60 goals a season missing 10 games through rest. Uh, mm. I, I, I think if players look tired, they've got to um, they've got to do something about it personally. They've got to liven up and they, uh, they've got to get themselves ready for the next game. They're professional footballers. And, you know, I don't buy into this rest lark at all. Uh, they should take rest and get rest. I would rather play than train. Um, and I don't suppose it's much different. Um, the only players who would benefit, how much, you know, you talk about rest. Did Batshuayi, without being disrespectful, look any better for all the rest he's had? 
No, good point. No, I don't think so. No, I don't go along with this wrestling arc. I think players' mentality, you've got to get yourself up. They've been doing it for years and years since they were kids. You know, we've got a game on Saturday. Get yourself up for the game and play as best you can. Won't always be that way. Um, but this is what the mentality of the person, the human being, they've grown up in to be. And uh, this is what they've got to do. There we go. Sergeant Major Dixon's had his say there, I think. Well, <laughs> well, well, listen, you picked the wrong person, actually, Dave. Sorry about that. To, to ask about this rest and rotation, I, I, I really, you know, you only get rotated if, if you, you, you're not up to it or your performance is dipped. Yeah. We used to call it substitute. Well, I was going to say, you could, for, for rotation, you could swap the word dropped. Drop, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or rest, you say left yeah. out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. Well, fair enough, mate. Um, listen, just to give us a little bit of confidence, hopefully, and, and I'm sure, actually, you know, in view of what you've just said as well, I, I reckon Conte will probably be have been right into them this week after the Spurs game and, and stressed the importance of being on it from the start. But uh, I picked up, you'll, you'll be very frightened to hear that I've picked up a couple of stats, but uh, the last time we did the double over the, the current champions, we won the title, which I love. I love that stat. And uh, uh, in anticipation, I think. Well, hopefully, yeah. And the lot, but listen to this. This is even better. The last time that Conte lost back-to-back games was in the Serie A in Italy in May 2011. Right. So, well, I'm not going to say anything in anticipation. <laughs> um, the first one, great. The second one, there's always records to be broke. So, yeah. listen. Um, it is what it is, and every they, they, you've done great to pull out the stats, and just goes to show how much research and your own personal knowledge that you put into the show, and fair play to you for doing that. Um, yeah. I, there'll I be stats being pulled out by. Oh well, listen. In that case, fair play to you for your ability to delve into areas which others haven't. And listen, there's going to be people like various commentators looking for them type of stats, and I'm sure they're going to be used somewhere around the country this week because uh, people might well listen to the show and pick up on it I'm sure no, that's a tongue-in-cheek remark nevertheless I expect I expect Chelsea to win I think we've got enough I think like you said Conte will be into his players they will be up for it and talking about the team rotation I think we'll be back to the same 11 barring injuries or suspensions yeah, totally agree with that. Okay, so I think I think we both kind of erred towards a, a narrow Chelsea win here. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm kind of going to go for a two-one, which is always my default scoreline when I really don't know and I just know it's going to be tight and hope we win. Really, but I'm going to go for two-one. What about you, Kerry? Put me down for a default as well. Two-one to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair play. Well, fingers crossed. Um, I'm, uh, I shall be. Uh, well, I don't have a ticket for for Saturday, so I shall be watching it in the comfort comfort of my armchair, which is. Uh, I really should be watching it in a padded room. I'm very bad watching Chelsea on the telly. I much prefer to be there, but uh, no doubt you'll be doing much the same, mate. <laughs> yeah, certainly will. Um, I actually can't wait for it. I, th- I think the team will bounce back. I think it's a uh, the sort of game that could produce a few goals. Um, I really do. I think they've got decent strikers, decent players, even though they've got a great defensive record and we've got a good defensive record. I, th- I think possibly it could produce a few goals. Um, yeah. If you remember, was it, was it the League Cup game with Fabregas? Was it 4-2? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? No, I think, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I think it's the sort of game that could produce with the players on show that could produce uh, a few goals. So yeah, I'm looking forward that- to it. Yeah, me too. As always, hopefully we'll pick up the three points and keep keep the pressure on everybody else. Which is, I mean, of course, Man United playing Liverpool uh, on the Sunday. Uh, that that 
hopefully if we get a good result at Leicester that will uh, and they get a draw that will help us too but anyway we all will be revealed after the weekend won't it Kerry um listen that's uh, you know about all we've got time for this week but uh, as always great to chat to you about what's coming up and what's been going on with Chelsea uh, and we'll be back next week to do the same thing. But uh, until then, been brilliant stuff as always, Kerry. Thanks a lot, mate. Thank you very much, Dave. And uh, once again, Happy New Year. And let's hope it starts at the weekend for us. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.